This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan and Matt Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. We are a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. And it gets jump-started through the Word of God. That's how it works. It is March 31st, last day of March. Uh, and we're going to be in, uh, it's Tuesday, right? And we're going to be in Acts chapter 2, so we're going to get into the Word. It's a great time in the life of the church and what God's doing in the earth in the, in the book of Acts. And we get to read about really the birth of the church and kind of the early days. And it, that'll be a lot of fun. And what we do on Morning Breath as a, as a regular occurrence is we get up, read, read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time just looking at it, meditating in, about it and talking to Jesus and having a morning devotion. And some people do it at night, and I get it. It doesn't matter when you do it. We have an afternoon program as well. And then we, uh, I and my co-host come down to the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center. We uh, get up here in the studio at, at perfectly six feet apart, and we talk about uh, what's in the chapter. That's right. How you doing, Pastor Matt? I'm doing really good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited about it because uh, I think morning breath is one of those things that actually helps us stay in tune with the Lord. Um, In this day and age right now, it it can be really hard to uh, have confidence and have hope because it's very easy to be caught up in negative news. It can be very easy to be caught up in all the stuff with the COVID-19 virus and just even kind of going to the grocery store looking for stuff. You know, grocery, for, we don't go grocery shopping anymore. We go grocery looking. Yeah, that's it. We, uh, <laughs> that amazing. Yeah, like okay, are they gonna have? You know, we got ten items we need. How many are they gonna have? You know, it's like three, six, one, nine, and none. so none. You know, those are the things that are happening yeah. uh, to us. But here's here's something, and I shared I shared some of this on on our uh, online services pack this weekend, which I'll just say uh, you can go find that on our Facebook page or our YouTube page, but ultimately get to East Coast Christian Center's website, eccc.us. From eccc.us, you can watch the messages. And if you watch them stream live, you can actually participate in chats and different things like that. Um, And you can also find Morning Breath there as well. But one of the things I talked about is when you seek God during the day, in the night, you won't be lost because uh, I, I shared a couple stories about getting lost. And when I was a kid, I used to play in the woods at night, like, and I never, ever once got lost, ever. Um, and one time I did get lost driving at night, and I was like, what's the difference? Well, I got, I drove to a place I'd never been. I'd never seen it during the day. I didn't have no experience with it at all. Um, and I couldn't figure out where we were. I couldn't figure out what city we were in. I couldn't figure out anything. <laughs> so, this was pre-GPS. Not a great, that's a, not a great feeling. No, it was terrible. <laughs> it was right in the middle of the state of Florida, and I was like about 45 minutes further south than we could figure out. Uh, all the gas stations were closed. It was really late at night. This was pre-GPS. And because I had never been there during the day, I had no frame of reference at night. And all the times I got lost in the woods when I was a kid, or not lost, I'd been there during the day. Like I'd never gone into the woods at night. I'd never gone into the fields and, you know, I'd already, I'd seen those during the day. I knew where I was. Like I knew where everything was. That's why I wouldn't get lost. And I think the same thing works for us is if we read our word 
in the day. If we read the scripture at noon, um, when we go to seek the Lord at midnight, well, it's easier to find him. It's easier to wade through the nonsense, the fears, the dismay, and all of that stuff. And so I just want to encourage you to take these times precious for morning breath. Um, it's seeking the Lord, uh, you know, when you're not worried. It'll help you when you are worried. And sure enough, if anybody's worried out there, know that we're praying for you. Know that we, uh, we're we here just to love on you and share the Word of God. And we're praying it changes your life. Yeah, morning breath also is a way to connect with each other because we're not we're not doing this alone. I, I've never made this an alone thing as far as how we do morning breath. But the morning breath families join together here. So we're all in this together, getting in the chapter together. And it, to me, it feels good to know other people reading the same chapter and thinking about it and praying about it and asking Jesus what's uh, what's up about it. So, yeah, we're excited about it. Good. So, how do you get in touch with Morning Breath? Well, our website, eccc.us. That's, that's about, where you find everything. That's about it right now. Yeah. Yeah. You look there, and if you don't find what you're looking for there. Download our app as well. Yeah. That's another great way. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the fastest, easiest, quickest, simplest way. Yeah. Website and app. Yep. Those, those ways work good. Anyway. So Nick's running the board today, but he has no microphone due to our, uh, it's, I think it's sitting by my office desk. But anyway. Um, <laughs> it's in our emergency uh, broadcasting. Broadcasting, yeah. broadcasting studio that we set up during this time. Yeah. Plan, um, plan A, plan B, and plan C. That's right. That's what you got to do. We had to do that this, uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before we had to, yep. the uh, church platform that everybody was showing their service on died. Uh, just got overloaded, and so we had to switch over to YouTube. And so uh, just appreciate everybody bearing with, yeah. and, and that's going on today. And I want to I want to thank our sponsors too for supporting Morning Breath. They're yeah. the ones that uh, actually make this show possible. Yep. They um, they sponsor the show uh, with their business, and it's awesome. And thank you for that. And people that sponsor uh, the show and sponsor East Coast, uh, they do that through our website eccc.us. And so those are. Those things are available too. We're, we're grateful for that, and I think you know it, it helps what we're doing here all the time. Oh yeah, and and so in turn, if you'd help them, it'd be great. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, turnabout is fair play. Mm-hmm. Is that a, a scripture? No, no, I don't think it is. Okay, but it does say you'll reap what you sow, so uh, it might be kind of like that, huh? <laughs> Only one of them's of an evil mindset. One of them's a good mindset. No, gonna, I haven't heard that phrase before. What what did you say? Uh, turnabout is fair play. Turnabout is fair play. I have not heard that. Seriously. I, no. Nick, you got a computer over there? Look it up. Turnabout is fair play. Oh, no. So I mean, I believe with... it's real, but I'm No, I'm I don't know where it's li- from. My dad could have made, made it, it up. up. No, no. I've heard, heard my father say it. But it's... in other words, it's a saying that says, like, what goes around comes around. Yeah, that kind exactly. Of thing. Yeah, only a little bit more. Uh, in your eye. Eloquent. Eloquent or oh. like from turn about is yeah, that yeah, yeah, it's like from a play, it's or probably something. from like it? a cricket match yeah, or something, yeah, something like that. I don't know, it's like it's maybe it's English, turn and that's why I play. get it from my mom or something. I don't know, I got phrases in me. Come on, Nick, the pressure's What'd on. What'd you find, Nick? Come on, nothing. Say it's it. just pointing, we can, hear say you. It. we can hear you say it loud. Right here's the mic. Look, all right, it says, uh. Used to say that it is fair for a person to do something to harm someone who has harmed him or her, she did it to me. 
I did it to her, to, so yeah. I'm going to do it to her. Well, that's a very evil sense that way somebody that hurt you. But yeah, I think maybe I heard it on TV or, you know, when I was a kid or my mom said it. Or Let's get into the chapter and read it. We're going to be reading Acts, Acts chapter 2 because we're just talking about all sorts of crazy we're stuff. We're just having some fun here. Let's read Acts chapter mm. 2. How many verses are there? There's 47, but I kind of measured it because it was <laughs> verses are so different. And I'm going to read through verse 24, and you can take it through 25, and that's about the same amount of words. Perfect. 25, (laughs) I'm in. Okay. Read, sir. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. There were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under or from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because every one of them heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, "Look, are not all these who speak Galileans?" And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes, Elamites, and those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Bontus and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya joining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. So they were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, Whatever could this mean? Others mocking said, They are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy, and I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determined purpose of foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. Right, verse 25. Um, David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Highlighting that verse right there. Come on. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest in hope because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Come on. I'm highlighting that one too. There's so many good verses in this. Fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried, and his tomb is here to this day. 
But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him an oath that he would place one of the descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are a witness of it all. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children, for who are all afar off, for all who the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them, and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accept his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles, teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe as many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give every, anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Amen. Amen. Yeah, there are, I, I underlined those verses for you. Uh, in verse 25, it said, uh, For he is at my right hand that I might not be shaken. And uh, then I think you said it again in verse 28. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy at your presence. Yeah. And so uh, both two really, really good verses. And uh, it, it's a little bit hard for me to read um, <clears throat> this chapter from from the point of view that we haven't been able to meet for a few weeks because this chapter really does emphasize fellowship in so many ways and being together and fellowship and getting the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and they were all together and had things in common. And, you know, the early church, and this is our church pattern. This is the church's first set of, you know, how they responded when the church was first born. And in some some ways there's a rule in the Bible, uh, uh, the law of first reference. You know, if you want to learn some things about, uh, you know, well, this happened and that happened, which ones, you know, which one should I lean on? Go to the first time it was mentioned. You're going to find it's probably in its purest form at that point, unless sort of fingerprints of man or the devil have come on it in the sense of affected maybe God's response or the circumstance and the situation. And so, being that this is the first mention of what the church did. They met from house to house, and they met in the temple. They broke bread together, probably communion. Uh, they spent time in the apostles' doctrine. That's what we're doing right now. We're spending time in the apostles' doctrine. We're as together as we can be at this moment doing morning breath. And so uh, I just, when I read this, I I just think of this is the church kind of pattern in its first birth. What did they do right after they get done? They get saved, they get baptized, they, 
start doing this stuff. They're incredibly generous. They uh, <clears throat> care about uh, everybody going on. They're worshiping. They're praising God. They're studying uh, the doctrine that the apostles have. And I think it's just a powerful time in the church. I do too. And I, I definitely see the missing of gathering together. That's a big thing. And I think it's been hard for some people. Oh, yeah. Uh, harder for some others and than, than different people. But I think it has been hard for everybody. Uh, I hear the jokes like introverts. This is an introvert stream. I just think that's not completely not true at all. Uh, I don't think people like to be alone. Introverts, for the most part, like to be alone to recharge, but they like to be around people too. And a lot of introverts Absolutely. like to be in groups and not say anything. They like to kind of be just around and hang out. And so I think it has been hard, but I'm taking some great encouragement from this chapter. I I'd saw I saw this, that um, a new thing began to happen. The Holy Spirit descended into this room and they were all baptized in the Holy Spirit and they rolled out into the streets. <laughs> they rolled out. I mean, they because walked they thought out. they were drinking, you know, yeah. but I might have had a little bit of stumbling going on. I was using the slang like they rolled out with their crew. You know what I'm saying? They rolled I, out with their homies. I right, knew, Nick? I knew um, what you meant. And so they go out there and they start praising God and preaching and speaking in another language that they never heard before. And all men that were there heard the word of God in a language they can hear. And it was like, whoa. And God began to use this speaking in other tongues as a way to share the truth with a people from 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever, different nations and different tongues and dialects. You see, I don't know, is there about 12 or 15? 18 places, 18? 13 groups of people. Right. And so here's what I saw. This past couple of Sundays, we have had to do church differently. And we're using the internet, the power of the internet to get the word of God into people's homes all over the world. And it's like we're using the power, the similar power in a different way. And families are getting this word in their house with with uh, sons and daughters and brothers, sisters, cousins, uncles, aunts that would have never heard this word otherwise. We, uh, we got a Somebody shared that they had watched the message with one of their adult children, and their adult children would have never gone in the service, but they sat there in the living room, listened to the whole thing. They were doing a puzzle while it was happening. They were with the family, and I guess this was two weeks ago. This is when I had said something like, hey, this message can get out to your friends and family like never before. They actually piped up and said, hey, that's me. You know, that's me. It's happening. They're, they were saying, I yeah, would have never heard cool. this otherwise. And so I just see us right now. We are in a situation where we're where we're not looking backwards. We are reaching people like yes. never before. We've, we've always, I mean, I wouldn't say we always, but we've had the internet. We've had the power of the internet. We've had radio. We've had these things. But right now, it's the way that we're reaching people for Jesus in unprecedented unprecedented ways in the past. Well, we had someone who is uh, in in an Arab country. I can't go into details of who it was or, or their name, but you know, where it was. But we had two different people that I know came into the chat room and were chatting on the service at different hours while the service was on from the other side of the world in an Arab country reaching out to the same group of people, verse 11, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own language. And uh, we actually have a couple of families out there learning the language, you know, uh, 
which is a lot more complex than getting it by the Holy Spirit, as these guys did here. Yeah. And and reaching nations like that. And it felt incredible to have those people at church with me, even though I was sitting in my living room watching, you know, on the Internet, or I was actually sitting at the kitchen table uh, watching on the Internet and participating in the service on the Internet. And it was incredible to see those people come in and do church with me. Very cool. <laughs> and you know what I saw here, too? It said some, however, made fun of them and said they've had too much wine. Yeah. And you know what we call people like this today? We call them trolls, people that troll you online, right? People yeah. that get on and say, oh, you guys are idiots, or they they just say different things. You know what a troll is. Yes. If you don't, yes. it's somebody that mocks you. And so I, I was just seeing this through the perspective of the modern-day Internet church that we've got going right yeah. now, and I was seeing the power of this. And I, I love this uh, where it says, your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your, your old men will dream dreams. And I just thought about what God's been putting in my heart and what I've been seeing, what God's been putting in people, uh, especially younger people right now. I've been noticing younger people really step up in this day and age of, of especially modern church right now, where we're where we're my, mainly broadcasting online. And I saw, thought, man, these are these young people are seeing visions. They're seeing new, new things that we've never seen before. And part of it is because they're more experienced. It was, they're, they were born in the day of the technology that we have today. It's not new to them. It's kind of who they are. And so they're, they're visioning out things that we can never see. And uh, we're, we're seeing things like, uh, like groups that are meeting with touchless invites that we're able to, to send people touchless invites where they can invite their neighbors without without touching them. They're seeing things like uh, virtual Zoom small groups. You know, these are really cool things. But then I was thinking about the old men will dream dreams. And without insulting you, because, you know, you're not old, old, but you're six, You're in your 60s. No, I'm 66. I wanted to just ask you, like, what dreams are you seeing for, like, our our world right now? What's the dream that's that's in your heart that you're seeing, you know, that you, that you're seeing fulfilled? Well, part of the dream that I'm saying fulfilled right now is what the young people are doing. You know, I think that instead of us being, and that's part of what this chapter is all about, is all these lines being crossed. Um, I mean, that Jews are, are preaching to Arabs? Are you kidding me? If that happened in, you know, that right now in our, our world today, that's unheard of. That's unheard of. And that's why Paul was so hated by the Jews, because he was reaching out to, when you say he was reaching out to Gentiles, he really wasn't reaching out to Gentiles in, like, with quotes around, like, American Gentiles. He was reaching out to Arabs, to people that Iraq and Iran are ministered here. Elamites are Iranians. Uh, Mesopotamia is Iraq. I mean, you know, we're... We're dealing with the the roughest of the roughest. The lines are being crossed here, and that's what I love. Uh, and and part of what I have dreamed my whole life about is being able to see the next generation thrive as uh, as the church, so that we didn't do something that was, you know, a single generation or just one one part. But I also see that this what the enemy meant for evil, uh, God turns into good. And I think this has the potential for, uh, and and we can use terms of reformation, revival, restoration, all those things, but some people are having to get real with Jesus to make it through the day. And, you know, we could just sort of coast. 
when there wasn't this added pressure in our lives. But right now, people are getting real, and that's something I've dreamed dreamed about and believed for my entire life. Not, you know, some temporary thing that, that goes away, and I know all things have a, have a shelf life, but the gospel doesn't, and what happens in somebody's heart and life when they get born again doesn't. Uh, it's forever. And so, yeah, those are the things that I look at and go, wow, uh, I'm super excited about what I see. And I'm so proud of the young people. I just got to say that, too. So proud of you, Matt, and your leadership right now. It's been incredible. Uh, and uh, I don't know what it would have been like doing this as only the only pastor at our church making decisions. Yeah, let me take a risk here and not actually go into a break right now. Um, and so I want to say there's a verse in the Bible here that says that those who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. And if you're feeling shaken right now, um, all it takes is calling on Jesus. Like if you're struggling to make it through the day, I just want you to pray this simple prayer with me right now and give your life to Christ. If you've never done that before and you're just coming across this broadcast for the first time or anything, any way, shape or form you think this ministers to you, just say with me now, say, God, God. I give you my heart. I give you my life. I'm sorry for my sins. Please fill me with your love and your spirit right now. Use me and create in me a clean heart and a new purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, guys, I just wanted to give that to you today. We're going to hear from our sponsors now. Thank you so much for listening to Morning Breath. We will see you guys tomorrow. God bless. Bye-bye. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. We offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. 
Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, The Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.